J.A. Adante, David Dennis Jr., Kevin Blackstone, Frank Isola. The bracket! The bracket! Playing tonight. I took this uh, for playing with Rocco DeMeo. Toughest reputation next to Cowboys. Also, Bucks Kings last night. Feisty finals preview. Oh, I mean, Giannis can just dribble the ball out. That's, that's all he had to do. And uh, nothing would have happened, so. Let's go around the horn. A Sopranos and a Seinfeld reference all in one. <laughs> Not bad. They blend. They blend. Memphis Grizzlies beat the Dallas Mavericks last night. This game was without Luka. This game was without Kyrie. And for Memphis, this game was still without John Morant. And I want to talk about the news there. John Morant reportedly now in counseling in Florida. No return date set. The details here are none, nor need they be, as sports intersects with recovery. Frank Isola on the latest development in the league and the team position they find themselves in. Yeah, we still don't know if we're going to see John Moran play again this season. Could there be a suspension that could keep him out for the rest of the year? But what he's, what's, what he's doing right now in Florida is separate from what the league is dealing with. The league is trying to figure out in their investigation, did he bring a handgun on the plane, which is a violation of the uh, NBA rules? Was it in a locker room? Was it in the team hotel? Because remember, you know, an intervention with John Moran should have taken place probably in January when that report came out in The Athletic that players on the Indiana Pacers in their traveling party felt like a gun was being pointed at them. Now, the NBA did an investigation, and they said no one can corroborate that, but the Indiana Pacers security guard said 100% that was a gun. So this is a very serious situation. It's good that he's getting help now, but the NBA still has to deal with it, separate of what John Moran is dealing with in Florida. Kevin Blackstone? Yeah, whatever may be troubling John Morant that he is going into counseling for, uh, we all hope the best. The only thing I, I can speak to is what we've talked about when it comes to John Morant the last several weeks, and, and that's the, the, the gun play. And I think that we all, not just John Morant, um, need to be in counseling uh, about our gun culture in this, in this country. Um, there are too many deaths. Um, there are too many deaths from John Morant's, uh, uh, from his demographic group, young black males. Um, there are too many uh, disconnections between what the public wants and what legislatures are doing um, around this country in terms of loosening or tightening gun, gun laws. We all need to come to grips with that. And so, you know, if there's one thing the league can do, it maybe it's to shine a light on that. David Dennis Jr. on this development to hear Moran is in counseling and the position team and league may find themselves in. Yeah, I see this, this as a positive turn to a story that a couple weeks ago seemed like it was heading to a, a terrifying, uh, you know, dangerous, dark place. The fact that John Moran has gone out and sought this counseling, the fact that his team and organization, even though they are, you know, on the precipice of what could be a championship season, are allowing him the time to do that and not pressuring him to come back. And the league is also, you know, allowing him that time is important. This, you know, is about more than this season. It's about John Moran's future. You know, down in New Orleans, Zion is out for an undetermined amount of time for a hamstring injury. And, you know, John Morant is out for an undetermined amount of time for an ailment as well. This is a mental health ailment, which is just as important and just as necessary for him. So I'm not really concerned about what that means for this season. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about what this means for Morant going forward and how he can better himself, you know, in the next stage of his life and his career. And J.A. Donde. Exactly, David. It needs to be about the long term. I mean, look, they're still in this number two seed right now. Things could 
theoretically get better for them. But you're looking at, a, I think, a loss season number with Brandon Clark lost for a year with injury. Steven Adams out till probably right around the end of the regular season. And John Morant, we don't know. The Grizzlies don't have to rush anything right now. Their window is just beginning to open. Steve Adams is the oldest player on the roster. He turns 30 this summer. Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr., both are 23 years old. So this team has a young core. It has time to grow, and I would not rush anything. It's about getting John Morant mentally right for the long term and also for the duration of the five-year, $231 million contract extension that kicks in. At some point, you have mm. to look at this in the basketball terms down the road. Right now, well, that, that, whether that's the, even the mental welfare now, of John Morant. As uh, that would hinge on an All-NBA and whether he can make All-NBA after this season. Well, these are things. What I'm interested about is how we have this conversation and talk about this conversation. I'm pleased, and there has been an evolution in how uh, a recovery program for an athlete has been viewed, and we're seeing that play out in real time. But also part of this conversation is the invasion of the privacy of videos that leaked in the last week uh, surrounding this, and, and that needs to be shared as well. Uh, there, there's a stigma in how we talk about recovery, and let this story be a way we can evolve and think of the person, John Morant, first, and not think about the wins and losses and the future earnings or not going forward. Well. Move, thanks for your thoughts on that, to the game story from Bucks-Kings last night. Milwaukee 133, Sacramento 124. Maybe it's a finals preview and Sacramento's run against um, some teams with less than full-strength rosters ran into Milwaukee at full strength last night. Giannis had a donkey 46. And the game ended feisty when, when Giannis uh, was dribbling out or not dribbling out. De'Aaron Fox was upset about that. To see Lyles and Lopez go at it. To see a member of a Lopez family go at it, but not a mascot was interesting. Uh, <laughs> this was a, a point of contention on the court. After the game, though, Giannis didn't take the bite from De'Aaron Fox. He talked about how good Sacramento is, but how they need some time and maybe need to get into the playoffs, win a little bit, lose a little bit, play a game seven, and that type of experience. J.A., I want to ask you, your takeaway from last night in this feisty matchup. Well, I'm going to push back on Giannis a little bit and just based on his own experience. If you look at what led to the, the Bucks winning a championship, to quote Joel from The Last of Us, it wasn't time that did it. It was Giannis coming to the realization that even as a back-to-back -back MVP, he wasn't good enough. He had to be better, and he accepted that and did something about that, and that led to that 50-piece in Game 6 of the Finals to clinch the championship for them. So it's going to take the Kings that realization that they're not as good as they think they are, that they have a long way to go. But they should be encouraged that they hung with the Bucks last for night. Sure. And that was the best we've seen Milwaukee play, at least I've seen Milwaukee play, since those Finals two years ago. Mm. David Dennis Jr., well, Jay, that speaks to the, the, the big issues with the Kings. The reason that the Bucks look like the best team you've seen in two years is because the Kings are terrible at defense. They're a bottom five defense, and they gave up 133 points last night. And they're going to, you know, if they don't fix that defense, Lyle's, uh, you know, basically bear-hugging Giannis at the end of the game was the best defense they played all game last night. Uh, you know, so that's their, their main problem. In terms of Giannis's points about how they play, you know, them needing experience, I think in general that is accurate, but this Kings team is playing like a veteran team, namely De'Aaron Fox. The, his clutch numbers are through the roof, 55% in the last, you know, shooting in the last five minutes of the game, 54% in the last three minutes of the game when, the, you know, the game's within three points. They're playing like a veteran team. I don't think that's going to be the issue. It's going to be the defense. Kevin Blackstone. 
Yeah, that's a great point, David. I mean, when you look at the Bucks and how they won a championship, um, how did they win it? Did they win it with offense? They won it with defense. And they're still right now one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. And it was too late for the Kings to be defensive at the end of that game. They should have been more defensive during that game. But, you know, they, the Kings remind me a little bit of the Hawks from a few years ago. A lot of young players, you, they got a star player to lead them, and you're just wondering where they're going to go. And I think they should pay as much attention to the maturation of the Bucks into champions as they should the maturation that didn't happen with the Hawks from just a couple years ago. And Frank Isola. Let's remember they have the longest playoff drought right now in the NBA, so anything they do in the postseason is going to benefit them. And we know how it works. No new team is winning three playoff series and getting to a finals. But Sabonis is a top 10 MVP guy this year. De'Aaron Fox is outstanding. Kevin Herter had a big game last night. But one thing about the way that that game ended, you showed the highlight. At 118-114, Giannis comes down the game and Trey Lyles bails out. Yet he wants to get physical with him at the end of the game. They had plenty of opportunity during the game to get physical with Giannis and Tedekumbo. They waited to the end to, to do some pushing. So that was a weak move on there. Looking at the Western Conference, the handings, though, okay? I mean, we know Denver's the one seed, feeling pretty good, and Memphis bubbled up. Sacramento's got a great home court advantage. And they also play well on the road, which is not true for every team in the NBA like right the beam, now. Warriors. <laughs> one more story here, World Baseball Classic. There was a little wonder about Team USA going into the game with Canada. Then nine came in the first, USA 12, Canada 1. J.A., are the Americans back on track? Yeah, well, this was always going to be the path, right? They weren't going to do it through pitching. All the best pitchers, you know, said we can't, we can't play, yeah. and then there's all those pitch restrictions. But the, the lineup is awesome, so it's always was going to be the lineup that was going to lead them. And speaking of pitch restrictions, I mean, if we're going to have these restrictions while the players are in spring training, can't we have this tournament during the middle of the year and have pitch restriction there? Like, I, we should be paying more attention to this, but it's March Madness. There's some great NBA games. I would love to have this in July and give it the – Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not paying attention to this. There have been great games. Have you seen the stadiums in Japan and elsewhere? The they're idea of stopping a Let's season in July. Season to do this is interesting. Frank Isola, you have not exactly been high on this American roster, but to see it come together with a 9-1 well, win. Well, you do have Mike Trout. You do have Mookie Betts. You better win some games. They did beat a 19-year-old pitcher, and let's face it. If we're playing Canada in basketball and baseball, no offense to our friends in the upper U.S., we better be able to beat them. And I think they needed that. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of night. offense. But Jingo Frank here. <laughs> <laughs> but they needed to – that was a game they had to have. But remember, there are so many good teams in this tournament. Once you get the single elimination, there's no guarantee. When you think about Japan, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, we're going to be in some trouble. Yeah, exactly. Those are the teams that, that I would worry about if I'm the, US, if I'm the USA. Um, it's, not, it's not Canada, and that is not a knock against Canada. It's just the truth it of the matter. It seems like I mean, it's a knock against way, Canada. It just no, feels but like this that. It is exactly the same way we think about USA basketball, that we should beat everybody. It's a little bit different in baseball, but this is the sport that we exported to the rest of the world. So they should absolutely be doing, what, doing to everybody what they did yesterday. Dennis Jr., so much American pride. Sorry to Canada and Canadian fans who are watching the show today. My goodness. 
unlike J.A., I've been watching this and I'm paying all kinds of attention. This is exhilarating baseball, despite the fact that the United States, yes, like everybody says, probably going to lose and they get in a better competition. But it's good to see, you know, Mike Trout, Tim Anderson out there doing their thing. But, you know, it's, it's going to be good while I Canada look. started, while like I you said, a single-A pitcher uh, <laughs> at 19 years of age. Like, well, let's give Canada some love, all right? Because it was a hockey game this week where the, the <laughs> national anthem for the United States, the, the, the recording went out and all the Canadian fans sang it. So, standing on guard for, for us and for thee when they're doing that. Adande, get on this World Baseball Classic. Team Italy has an espresso machine in the dugout, all right? Oh, oh, and Puerto Rico. A moment here for Puerto Rico, an eight-inning mercy rule combined perfect game over Israel. That's a sentence that's never been said before. Oy, you know who catches for Puerto Rico? Martin Maldonado. So he is a World Baseball Classic perfect game on his resume and a World Series no-no. That is impressive. Buy or sell next. You know what Italian pitcher? Let him play it out if you're going to a no-hitter. Mercy Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. NFL news, and it's actually news and not talking about talking about news. We're not taking the bait. Darren Waller traded to the New York Giants. Raiders setting their tight end for a third-round pick. Frank, everybody focusing on the Jets. What about this move for the Giants? I think it's a great move for them. It's a great move for Daniel Jones, who's a good quarterback. Saquon Barkley is a terrific running back. And you look at the Giants' history, whether it's Mark Bavaro, Howard Cross, Kevin Boss, all won Super Bowls. The tight end is important, just as important as that defense. Bring up Mark Bavaro. Oh, you get the points. Kevin Black is done. Well, you know, yeah, I have to talk about that, too. And in, in, in that light, um, there there aren't 10 tight, tight ends in NFL history who have strung together 1,100-yard mm-hmm. seasons. Waller's one of them. The problem, Frank, is that's a few years ago. Since then, he's been kind of banged up. Um, but for a third-round pick, this is a, a hopeful David move. David Dennis Jr.? Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. 
Uh, do I get points? Mark Bavaro, can I get some points too? No, you do! Everybody gets it. Guys, guys, right, young viewers, go. please go Google Mark Bavaro and Ronnie Lott and see what happens. See what human being carried Ronnie Lott 14 yards. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I think this is, a, this is a solid move for the Giants. They figured out that their best option for Daniel Jones was a, a stellar tight mm -hmm. end who, yes, he's had a couple of, of rough seasons, but before then was one of the best in the league. Daniel Jones obviously needs help. The Giants clearly looked on the, on the wide receiver market and figured that this is the best mm -hmm. bet, and it better be because they banked a lot on Daniel Jones' performance going forward. Hey, Donde. Hey, it's Aaron to New York. We're getting closer, Tony. We're getting closer. Oh, uh, watch yourself. But Don't I even like do it. Move. Don't even do it. I, I like this you. move for the Giants because, or because – Look, Daniel Jones last year was top five in rushing attempts for quarterbacks, 120. And just because you can doesn't mean you should all the time. So yes. now he's got more weapons that he can throw to. Hopefully he won't have to take off. News of the day, Darren Waller Plum to the Giants. Buy or sell two, Austin Eckler not happy with extension talks with the Chargers. Now reported looking for teams who may be interested in trading for him. Should the Chargers allow it? Buy or sell, Jay. Uh, concern for the L.A. Chargers here that Eckler might want out. I'd be concerned. I mean, this guy scored almost half their offensive touchdowns last year, 44%. But he's got to try to get paid. Raheem Mostert didn't help getting $7.6 million over two years. And he came within 25 yards as the same amount of rushing yards as Eckler last year. So he's not helping the market for running David back. David Dennis Jr.? There's a lot of focus on, you know, 26 TDs in, in the last couple years. But what's most important, is most concerning about this for the Chargers, that he was a leading receiver. Herbert needs him. They work together. You've got a new offense coordinator out there trying to make this make sense. And you need to keep one of the best running backs in the game. This is a bad move. Kevin Blackstone. Yeah, since Eckler's coming to the league, he's one of the most productive uh, running backs in the league, um, particularly when it comes to getting into the uh, end zone and particularly when it comes to catching passes out of the backfield. And they don't have anybody behind him. It would behoove them to sign Mr. Eckler. All right, guys, Sola. Oh, well, you know how it works with running backs, though. They don't have a long shelf life, so these teams don't have the value. They don't put as much value as they should, and that's an issue. I get it why he wants to make the money now. But running back is not the greatest position. You should be a relief pitcher before you want to be a running back. Then you'll get paid. The bracket! The bracket! T-minus one hour, 23 minutes until the tournament starts. Or does it? Question mark. Southeast Missouri State, Texas A&M CC, the early play-in. Pittsburgh, Mississippi State after that. David, this is the 12th tournament since the expansion to 68. Is the play-in working? No, it's not working. Uh, it's sort of a meaningless extra few games to pad some numbers and make a, a little bit of a, a little bit of money. What also doesn't work is the fact that you have teams that won tournaments that are still playing. This should be only at-large teams who are in this la these last four spots trying to get Thank in. Thank you very much. Otherwise, Kevin Black. Yeah, otherwise, what's the point of the tournament? Mm -hmm. You know what? If you have a bracket printed out and you see a forward slash between two teams in one of those brackets, that means it does not work. So unless and until that is removed, uh, this is fakery. Frank Isola. I would like it a lot more if they played at the site of where their next game is going to be. A, that cuts down on travel, and it makes them feel like they're part of the tournament. In the other hotels, you see all the other teams there. Make it special for the teams that advance to the tournament, because a lot of them, they don't really, it's once every blue moon that they get. Hey, Donde, thank you very much. Right, it's nebulous. We all know the tournament really begins on Thursday. 
With the rare exception, we get teams with a pedigree like that UCLA-Michigan State matchup a couple years ago. UCLA wound up winning and going all the way to the championship game. I don't think we're going to see that out of this group. Have a play-in, but it is unbecoming of the tournament to have teams that win their conference and be a 16 seed yep. play tonight. I know I've heard it said they make money for their conference, they, they get, get a win in the tournament, but if you don't fill it out on your bracket, you're not really in the tournament. Save that for those yep. last teams in from the big conferences. Jay Adande, Nathan right. Dennis Jr., thank you for your time. Blackstone, Isola, the bracket! Showdown, next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. The news that Jimmy Garoppolo has finally moved on from San Francisco got the artist who drew Jimmy G every day for 404 days when he was somewhere in limbo with San Francisco to work her final piece. Rita Oak did it. It's Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption mode for Jimmy G. Kevin Gray, this piece of art. Uh, I just like the stick to of doing this piece of art. I mean, to me, that looks fantastic. Some of the art that we've had on this show hasn't lived up to that standard right there. <laughs> Frank Isola. Yes. I, I, think, I think it's excellent. Plus, you picked a good-looking guy to be uh, drawing. All I know is only two people with more time in their hands than Rita to do this over 400 days. That's two professors, Jay Adande and Kevin Blackerstone. Because those one or two classes... All we want to say here is support artists. That's all we want to say. We'll split the point. We'll move on. All right, here's our showdown. Bringing bags of candy to apologize for a hit-by-pitch. Japan's Roki Sasaki hit the Czech Republic's Willie Escalo with a 100... 0.9 0.9 mile per hour pitch. And now, as is the Japanese baseball custom, the pitcher gifted the hitter with bags full of Japanese candy. So my question, is this a custom that should be brought to Major League Bas- Baseball? And what should the candy be, Frank? 100% it should. The Japanese are great. When their fans go to the World Cup, they clean up the section that they're in. Yes. I know this. If I get hit yes. by a pitcher, though, I want Twizzlers, not Red Vines. You can give them to Jay Adande. I think it's a great tradition. Mm. Great move mm. by him. Go ahead. The tradition ought to be giving the guy a bag of ice and more ice and more ice to put on that big <laughs> whelp he's going to have on his knee. And after that, you give him icy. You give him the ice hots, right? The red hots, because after you do the icing, uh, then good you have idea. the heat to bad. loosen it up. I don't know. Okay. All the candy in the world, and you give him something. No, no, no. I'm a licorice guy too, Frank. I like oh, that Daryl Leas. I think it's called, or the panda one too. You know, the red, the red stuff yeah. from Australia. That's the good stuff. Go ahead, 30 seconds of FaceTime, Frank. Wow. Well, 
I know Syracuse and BC left the Big East a long, long time ago, but it really felt like the old Big East died this weekend when Jim Beheim retired after 47 years, and then 24 hours later, Patrick Ewing was out. No offense to Xavier and Marquette, but that's not exactly Syracuse, Georgetown, or St. John's, Georgetown in the final. But I will give you a name from the past. Chris Mullen's niece, Brooke Mullen, is on the Villanova women's team. Maddie Segris is the star, but we still have a Mullen in the Big East. And for us old-timers who love the Big East, that's good news. So go Villanova. Asimito. Hey, Jets, if you're worried about signing 13 guys on a wish list, how about you just get Lamar Jackson? How about you just do that instead of everything else? Red Vines, superior liquor. We'll see you tomorrow. Red Vines, Frank.